Hey, Sam. Hey, Bev. How's it going? It's going really well over here. We're recording yeah. on a Saturday, which I know, feels a little it's different. Odd. Yeah, and, and it's early, so um, what did you decide to drink today? <laughs> yeah, it's so early that I'm drinking, um, oh, I always say this word wrong, um, kumbacha? Kombucha? Kombucha? Yeah, I'm drinking kombucha today. Um, because I'm going to uh, award some scholarships this afternoon uh, for some distinguished young women. And Aww. I didn't want to be tired for it this afternoon. And I didn't want to drive all the way over there after having a beer. That's fair. So I'm being responsible. <laughs> <laughs> a responsible adult. Like what? a distinguished young women's judge should be. Yeah, probably. You don't want beer <laughs> breath for that. No, it was funny. My husband laughed. He's like, they asked you to do that? Like, what makes you qualified to do that? I was like, excuse me. <laughs> what a dick. <laughs> I know. I think he was just messing with me. <laughs> uh, that sounds like something my husband would say. <laughs> I was like, I'm like established in my career. I run a podcast. Like, I'm an entrepreneur. Like, I'm I'm quite the whole package in my opinion. <laughs> but maybe that's just me. No. So what are you drinking over there? So I have um a Sam Adams Oktoberfest cuz it's October. Mm. And I feel festive. So there you go. <laughs> that sounds good. I'm a little jealous that yours is a beer. Although I'm not going to lie, this uh I'm going to say it wrong again. Kumbacha? Kombucha. 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 <laughs> this kombucha um, tastes a little boozy, actually. You had mentioned that you thought kombucha might be. Um... Well, because it's it's just fermented stuff, right? So technically, it's kind of a like a cousin of wine in my brain. Oh. Like I don't know if that's like scientifically like a fact, but I feel like it should be because it's just fermentation, and that's how you get the probiotic, right? So. Oh yeah, that go. totally makes sense. But I really like it. I've been drinking it. I've been trying to drink it every day because, you know, it's on my list of five things that I want to do for myself every day. Um, But it has like this like pleasant, bubbly and sort of sweet but sort of sour taste. Uh, I'm a fan. Mm. I like it. Hopefully I'll get to ferment my own sometime soon. It's on my list of things to do. I see people doing that on Instagram and I'm like, ah, that would be cool. But I feel like the one time I had kombucha, it was after I had eggs and I got really oh. sick, and I thought it was the kombucha for a while, but no, it was the eggs, because I can't eat eggs right now for some stupid, ironic reason. So I should just try to do it again. Um, I have some in my fridge still, but I don't know. Does it go bad? There's probably like a Best Buy date on it. but So when you buy it from the store, it totally has a Best Buy date on it, but I don't buy mine from the store. I buy it from the Amish, so it just oh. comes in these big, giant mason jars, and it's pretty, uh, I mean, I don't know. I've kept some in there for multiple months and it's been totally fine. I mean, other than every now and then you'll open the fridge and it kind of sounds like an airlock is leaking. <laughs> so we'll go digging through the fridge to find it so that we can burp it. <laughs> oh my God, that's funny. <laughs> because it's continuing to ferment a little bit, I think. Um, yeah, that makes sense. But it has a pleasant flavor. I mean, my my friend Amy that lives up the road from me, she makes it herself. And she said it's just black tea and sugar. And then she has a SCOBY. I think that's how you pronounce what that is. It's, you know, like the fermentation disc, which I think is what has like all the good stuff in it. She's going to peel a layer of it off for me so that I can make my own. Uh, Because when you bottle it, the... Scoby is sitting in there by itself so you can you know chunk it up or whatever you want to do to it so that you can share it because it grows as it makes more stuff I guess I don't know what I'm talking about I kind of feel like I'm making stuff up right now I mean (laughs) did it sound right but it it sounded fancy to me like I'm like all right that sounds fair (laughs) yeah and uh I will like I would like to mention too with my um Sam Adams Oktoberfest. I also opened a LaCroix um, who mm, was just hit fancy. with a class action lawsuit over ingredient found in cockroach insecticide. 
<laughs> but here I am still drinking it because it costs like $5 for eight of them. So, <laughs> so you're like, I'm not going to throw these away. I mean, you've been drinking them for oh. how long and they're still fine? Well, and I drink like Diet Coke sometimes and that has aspartame in it, which causes cancer. So I'm just making like bad decisions all over the place, apparently. But I think the <laughs> lawsuit is happening because they're saying it's 100% natural and cockroach insecticide is probably not natural so well i mean i don't know it depends on which cockroach insecticide ingredient it is because like if you want to get super technical just about everything in this world is natural at some point right right so it says i just pulled up an article and it says the suit alleges that Lacroix water contains numerous artificial ingredients like linalool which is found in cockroach insecticide so if it's in there like, oh, I just saw something else. Oh, these chemicals include propronate. I totally slaughtered that, which is used to treat cancer. And then just plain linalol, <laughs> which is the cockroach insecticide. So it's like the, they're canceling each other out because one treats cancer, one probably causes cancer. I don't know. But LaCroix needs to get their shit together because I love it. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's the drink of millennials, right? Like, I think so, but some of some of the non millennials at you know at my work because we get all the free Lacroix we want there. Ooh, um, I want your it. job. Yeah, no, if they're gonna force me to be there, you know, a couple of days a week, at least they give me free Pepsi. Do they Coke give you and- free snacks too? And do you have like a ping pong table? We have. Um, do you work for Google? No, no I don't. <laughs> From three to three fifteen, though, on Tuesdays and Thursdays, we do have popcorn machine that oh. you know, like a movie, movie theater style one. Yeah, and then I just put in like I was telling the uh, admin assistant that's in charge of all the fun stuff um, that I think we need a margarita machine. So yeah. I'm that I just threw that out there because most of us are over twenty one and. They can card the interns, like whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I would, I wouldn't mind staying a little later if I had a margarita, you know. So there's that. <laughs> yeah, uh, I would totally agree with that. Well, I don't know if uh, the listeners can tell, but we didn't have time to have a BS session before this. So you're welcome. That was our BS. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, we've been kind of crunched for time lately, um, but we'll get back in a groove. We will move. We on. promise. Yeah. Um, but our drinks this episode were sponsored by Montana Coombs, which is one of our Yay. great friends on Instagram. She's at Thimbleworks. So there will be a link to her in the show notes. Um, also because she has a super sweet shop. And it's filled with chicken tutus, sassy farm shirts, farmhouse decor, and now even hats. Uh, that's pretty awesome. So yeah did you see the wine hat i can't remember what it said on it but there was like a hat that said i'd rather be drinking wine or something like that and i was like sam needs that hat i probably do yeah but no i missed (laughs) that somehow (laughs) well you're gonna have to go look at it because i'm literally looking it up right now (laughs) oh so cute oh it's i don't see it on the instagram Oh, it's in but like she, the, she has a big grouping of hats. So you have oh, to like flip oh, oh, through them. Okay. Okay. Farm girl. Need more wine. <laughs> these are so cute. I need like all of these. Okay. Also, did you see her post of the toys she found at Tractor Supply? Yeah, that was pretty freaking hilarious. Oh I wouldn't gosh. have bought that though because that would have annoyed the shit out of me because my kids would have kept playing it over and over and over again. I'm going to buy it and I'll hide it when my stepkids are here. There we go. That's very adult of you. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> oh, I totally forgot to mention, um, you can shop in Thimbleworks shop as a listener of Drink and Farm. Um, you get 10% off when you use the code Drink and Farm. And that is all spelled out, I believe. I'll, I'll write it down yeah. in the show notes. My brain just like is still all funky because I have so much to do today. <laughs> so I'm That's totally focused. fair. <laughs> and mine is just completely fried from this week. So together we will figure out how to get this done. Because <laughs> teamwork makes the dream work. We're going to get an episode out there. Because we've only missed one in the seven months that we've been doing this. And I That's feel pretty crazy. proud of that. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, we drop two in a week. Which is even crazier. Because I don't know how that happens. It's magic. That's what we're doing this week. Because uh, 
listeners will have already seen uh, the episode that we did with Farm to Table Mama because that dropped on Wednesday. I get to talk in past tense, even though it hasn't happened yet, because this plays on Friday. How does that make you feel to be Mm. able to talk like that? Does it put pressure on that you actually have to get it done now? Or would you just go back and cut this segment if some reason you couldn't get it done? So I would either go back and cut this segment or I would just correct myself next week. <laughs> That's the joy of podcasting. <laughs> and then and then the listeners would be like, why are they acting like there's an episode from this Wednesday? Like, I don't see it. We get all these messages. iTunes broke again. <laughs> <laughs> right. We've been having some technical difficulties um, with the podcast players. Uh, Honestly, I'm just I'm not technical enough to know exactly what the issue is. All I know is that our RSS feed works um, because that's how I plugged it into my podcast player. Rather than going and pulling the feed that iTunes remanufactures, I actually pulled the feed right off of our website. And there is a link to it in our website. It says RSS link. So if you click on that and then copy that link and then paste it into your podcast player, it pulls directly from our website every time I update it. So you don't have to wait for the feeds to like process it. I don't, I don't really know what they do with it. Like I said, I'm not that technical, but I mean, do you get it? Yeah. One day when we can hire somebody to do all the editing, we can have them go check all the places the next to day make to make sure, sure that it there. worked. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a good deal. I think what's happening is like, it's just an integration thing. So we have our RSS feed that seems pretty standard and like, it should just be a plug plug and play, but because everybody likes to do their thing a little differently, just in life, even in the tech world, sometimes the integration can go horribly, horribly wrong, or it could just be like one line of code that's off and it'll break it. Or you're missing one character of something and it'll break it. So yeah, it's not and that's Bev's totally fault. possible. <laughs> yeah, I mean because I'm the one that has to build all of that, so it's totally possible that I mess that up somewhere. Yeah, like we'll I just said, go I'm with it's not your fault technical. though. Yeah. How about we yes. just go with I'm doing the best I can. <laughs> so on that note, please go support us on Patreon so we can hire some help so we don't have to worry about this stuff. <laughs> There we go. Although, thanks to our Patreon, um, my friends are working on our theme song. Mm -hmm. They've told me that it's bluegrassy, which I'm super excited about. Well, we're not like talking hillbilly bluegrass, right? No, no, no. no. Their style is not. Well, so there's no, no, it won't be that kind of banjo, but there will probably be a banjo in it knowing them. Um, But it'll be like a cool banjo. All right. Sam's like, like, now I'm not so sure about this. I, well, I, I didn't even know this was happening until last week when you mentioned it. And I was like, oh, this is cool. Okay. But then I was like, I have no idea what it's going to sound like. So at least now I have like a hint. <laughs> yeah. I mean, all I have is a hint and it has lyrics, whatever it is. So oh my God. it's going to be super fancy. I'm really scared. What if I don't like it? <laughs> that I'm gonna I don't know. Um, I mean... <laughs> So, like, think of it not as, like, whether or not it's your style of music or whatever. Just think of it as whether or not it, like, conveys the message we want to convey. Yes. Does that make sense? As long as it doesn't scare people. It shouldn't scare people. Nah, these are, like, some pretty talented musicians. And he's working on finding, like, a professional place to have it recorded. Oh, damn. So that it sounds good. Yeah, no, this is, like, legit. Thanks to our Patreon supporters, like, our podcast is about to sound super legit, except for the fact that you have to listen to us. (laughs) Yeah, but you know, if, if if we hire somebody that does all the editing and stuff too, and you know, that that might help. But it might take away some of the magic at the same time. Yeah, I mean, we'll just have to see. We have to yeah. play things by ear. We're we do. doing this as we go along. We We're are. seven months in, so hooray. I know. Hooray is right. Cause we're like, eh, we'll just give this a shot and see if it goes somewhere. Well, I think we can say it's going somewhere, so that's nice. It is nice. And uh, don't forget to take our survey. If you listen to us and you like us, we need you to take that survey. Uh, You can skip the questions that you don't want to answer. Don't feel like you have to answer all of them. But it's totally anonymous, and you get to give us some feedback. So, um, And we could use it, clearly. Yes. Yes, yes. And join our Facebook group, We Drink and We Farm Things, if you haven't already. We did have a close call this week. Somebody did say that the Illuminati sent them. And then they're like, LOL, just kidding. Um, But I was like, I like this person already. So welcome. She can sit at our table. (laughs) She can. You can sit with us. 
on Wednesdays we wear flannel. Yeah. Pink. Um. But yeah, so you'll just have to answer three really quick questions, and then boom, you're in, and you can get access to me and Bev posting some random things, other people posting pictures and asking questions. It's a fun little community, and everybody just kind of jumps right in and helps each other out, so... But it did make it like even more sad for me when I realized iTunes wasn't working yesterday for this past episode because I I felt other people's pain and it made me feel so sad. Yeah. Um, But I posted a post in there this morning that let people know if they're ever having a problem accessing the episode, I want to know. So feel free to figure out how to get a hold of us to let us know that it's not working for you and we'll see what we can do uh, to get it fixed because we're happy that you want to listen and we want to make sure that you can listen. So if you can't, we want to know about it. Yes. And when all else fails, just go to drinkandfarm.com. <laughs> yeah. And you can download it straight from there so that you don't have to use your data to play it in the car. When you take it from our website, you can just download it and play it. We try to make it easy. We try to give you options too when iTunes is being a shithead. Right. Well, I mean, nobody really knows how Apple works, right? I mean, that's like the no. whole point of it. Right? I don't think Apple knows how <laughs> Apple works. <laughs> It's been a known issue for years. Like, get your shit together and fix it, Apple. Yeah, you would think so. Um, Now I'm going to get us banned from iTunes. (laughs) I'm curious to see, though, if you update the app, if that fixes the issue. Well, it's not an app update because that automatically updates. Oh. And, like, if I go back in time to the other ones that don't work, they still don't work. Oh, they still don't work? No. Man, I've like refreshed those a couple of times. Uh, I'm thinking of just deleting those and redoing them all. Mm, I don't think it would fix it, it, though. Oh, bummer. Hmm. I think it's just being an a-hole. It's probably something in the RSS code. Again, when we can hire somebody that's a little more technical, maybe then we can have them go look. Because, like, I think of some of my favorite podcasts, and, like, that never happens. So Yeah, you're right. So it's got to be something I'm doing, because I'm, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Mm -hmm. Not so technical? Not so technical. I'll just say that again. There we go. But at the same time, I feel like you know how to Google, though, and you'd find a fix for it if you Googled it. So That's I think true, it's and I have like, been Googling stuff and yeah. I haven't found anything. So I don't think it's your fault, Bev. I think it's just, you know, the it's we'll call it the man. We'll blame it on the man. He's trying to keep it's us It's the down. patriarchy's fault. Yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> They're trying to hold our female <laughs> podcast down. No, we won't do that. <laughs> We're just kidding. Kind of. <laughs> Joking. <laughs> All right. Anyways, review us in all the places, too, even if you can't listen to us on those places, because it does help us and maybe it'll help us get more attention if things aren't working. Um, We might have a little more pull if we have lots of reviews and we know we have lots of listeners. So go rate us on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen, because that always helps, too. That's right. Um, So I have a correction to make from last week. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we were talking about the Moonlight Mile Herbs Tincture for Bumblefoot. Mm-hmm. And um, I had always thought that tinctures were just supposed to be internal, you know, like you take them like a serum. Mm-hmm. Um, but it turns out that that Bumblefoot tincture can be used on the Bumblefoot and internally mm-hmm. as well. So you can drop it in their beak. So they, you know, drink a couple drops of it down. It's supposed to like, I don't know, help improve their gut health and uh, boost their immune system so that they can fight the infection a little better. But you can also put it straight on the Bumblefoot and it'll help uh, dry out all of the infection in the pus. So I wanted to make sure that that got corrected. And I did order some for Honey Shaker. I have not gotten it in yet, though, so I haven't been able to try it. Um, But I also bought the Sour Crop while I was at it, and I also got the Dewormer while I was at it. Because I think I'm going to go ahead and just deworm everybody using it this fall, because that's Mm -hmm. the schedule for regular deworming. So I figured, uh, you know, it's been kind of gross. It's been kind of yucky. Everybody's been molting, so their immune systems are down a little bit. Uh, Seems like a good time to do it. I have that wormer or dewormer too, so I should probably. We can do it at the same time and then talk about our experience. (laughs) There we go. Perfect. Yes. (laughs) How's Saturday? Does Saturday work for you? I mean, you'll have to text me to remind me because my life's a mess right now. So I'll have my people call your people. Yeah, there we go. (laughs) And it'll just be us texting each other. 
<laughs> and we have some follow-up uh, from Instagram as well. So uh, yes. just in case there was any confusion over this, I just wanted to make it super clear. You cannot kill staph bacteria in your soil by putting lime or DE on it. Um, I had posted a post on Friday on Instagram just to let everybody know that the episode was out. And I asked if anybody had had bumblefoot in their flock because I figured that the answer would mostly be yes for people who had had chickens for multiple years. Um, Newer chicken keepers, I assumed, would say no. Um, But we got somebody that said no and said that it was because they kept everything dry and put lime down. Um, But those are exclusive ideas they don't have anything to do with bumblefoot um if your coop is really or if your run is really wet and disgusting yeah that can compromise the foot pad and that can cause bumblefoot to be able to get in um but you also don't control the weather so great and if you like don't let your chickens outside you might have less of a chance of it but like my chickens like i'm convinced sometimes they get it just from jumping off the roost and landing funny like, and it might just crack this, you know, the skin open ever so gently. It, you don't know. Like, it, it, shit happens. Like, literally, figuratively with chickens, like, shit happens. Um, luckily, this individual hasn't had to deal with Bumblefoot yet. And I, I, there was a time where I felt like, you know, I was kind of above it. And because I hadn't had anything bad happen. So it's very humbling when something bad happens. Um So, you know, he's just really lucky that he hasn't had to deal with it yet. Yeah. And, you know, I think that um, part of my point, too, was that, like, if you don't have staff in your soil, then even if your chicken gets a cut on their foot, it's possible that you won't end up with bumblefoot even then. So it's just sort of like a a collision of, of perfect circumstances that either... You get bumblefoot or you don't get bumblefoot when right. things don't go exactly as planned. So I think that was more like what I was going for. Sam said I sounded a little sassy when I was answering. <laughs> but I, I seriously wasn't trying to be because when he said that he limed and that was why he didn't get bumblefoot, I was like, holy shit, lime takes care of stuff in the soil. Like, why aren't we singing this from the rooftops and letting everybody know? That um, response from me was genuine <laughs> because I'm naive as shit. <laughs> And Sam just thinks everybody is sassy um, on the internet, which is why she does not engage in, like, any kind of debate on the internet. Because she just, you know, she doesn't do the whole take things with a, like, a grain of salt or not. No, what do you say? Like, be charitable. You're not charitable in the way that people are talking. See, and I always am, too. So, like, I seriously wasn't trying to be sassy. And then Sam was like, that guy's trolling you. And I was like, oh, well, shit. I didn't even notice. (laughs) (laughs) See, this is why we're a good team. We balance each other out. Yeah. But but weren't you also telling me before we started recording that staff can live in the soil for like four to five years? Yeah. Staff can live in the soil for like four to five years. Oh, no, wait. No, that's salmonella. Oh, well. We're getting ahead of ourselves. We are. Spoiler (laughs) alert. We're going to talk about salmonella. Uh, But, you know, that like. You know, it kind of goes back to any kind of chicken disease. Some of this stuff just sticks around for a long time, and that can be part of your problem too. So it's just so unpredictable. And like Beth said, you can't control the weather. You can't necessarily control your environment 100%. So, you know, don't feel bad if you got bumblefoot, I guess. Yeah, no, that wow, seems like a good takeaway from it really loud (laughs) i heard that there's nothing i can do to take that out i used to try to remove those but i give up on that we're so close to the road and we have people with really big trucks out here it's like usually high schoolers with like no mufflers so sorry guys (laughs) (laughs) that's all right i think i can hear my children screaming through my headphones um so i'm sure that that's going to be in the background of this also i can't hear them it's okay Okay, good. This is just a hot mess of an episode, but that's all right. You guys will enjoy it. It's real life. It's fine. But anyways, how is she doing with her bumblefoot? Oh, yeah. So um, she is doing really well. I opened it up on Wednesday. So today's Saturday. I'm, I'm trying not to mess with it too much because the bandage seems to be doing a good job of keeping any new bacteria out. I can tell because the bandage is all clean. So it's not all muddy on the inside of it. Okay. 
Um, so I've only been changing it twice a week. So Wednesday was the last time we changed it. There was still just a tiny bit of scab on it. And in fact, I uploaded a picture of it to my Instagram stories and I highlighted all of my Bumblefoot stories on my page. So if you're following at Ross Roost Farm and you click on the highlight for Bumblefoot, you can see the pictures that I took and the story that I kind of told with Bumblefoot just so you can kind of follow along with it in case anybody missed that. But there's a picture. It just has a little bit of the scab still. It wouldn't come loose, so I didn't pick any more scab out. Part of me is kind of wondering if I'm just making this drag on too long because I don't want to hurt her. So no, I'm thinking I, I don't uh, think so though because I've heard people like do this method or even just like the Epsom soak method and it takes weeks if you're going okay. the non-surgical route so I don't think you're doing anything wrong as okay, long as it's not good. getting worse. No, it's definitely not getting worse and it definitely looks better. And in fact, I removed the bandage from her other foot um, because it wasn't pink or swollen anymore. So mm. part of me wonders if it was just like a little swollen from jumping off of the roost like she had been. Okay. Um, and she was kind of hurting that foot pad. But now that I took that roost away, she's not doing that anymore. So it's healed up. So I stopped Aww, treating that good. one for Bumblefoot because it never developed a scab. And I'm not going to cut into her foot if there's no scab. It just seemed like that wouldn't be a great idea yeah no it sounds like you're doing everything right yay and she's not uh limping anymore so that tells me that she's doing a little better like she's following her flock mates and she's keeping up with everybody so oh good i'll change it again on sunday i was hoping i'd have my new tincture before i changed her bandage again but it does not appear that that's going to be the case since today is saturday but i haven't checked mm. the mail yet who knows and um, next week, I'll be able to give her a little bit of the tincture and then put some on her foot. And we'll see how that does on the healing, too. So I'll update everybody again next week. Yeah. I did like a really quiet woohoo. <laughs> woohoo. <laughs> okay. So you guys have heard us talk about grublies like for forever now. I mean, at least since the beginning of time of this podcast, right? Yeah, we're kind of Grubbly Farms fangirls over here, and we just wanted to let you guys know that you can actually subscribe to a monthly shipment and save 10% every single month. Yeah, and that's exactly what I do um, because I never want to run out of Grubblies. My chickens would be super, super unhappy with me. Um, but Grubblies gives us um, a code that we get to share with you guys. It's FARM15, and that gives you 15% off your first shipment of Grubblies, even your first subscription shipment. So get the most out of that code by becoming a subscriber, getting 10% off, and then you get another 15% off. Did that sound complicated? <laughs> no, 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 no. That makes sense because that is a whopping 25% off. And then you can totally skip a, a shipment or modify the frequency anytime. So you're not obligated to get your grublies every single month. But trust me, to prevent resting beak face in your flock, you're going to want to do that every single month. Oh, yeah. Um, although, you know what? Just kidding. Chickens always have resting beak face. So <laughs> I don't know if having grublies helps but i mean they're smiling on the inside yeah so go over to governorsfarm.com and click on the subscribe button to check it out so salmonella yeah i mean so anybody with eyes and a smartphone saw that there was a six and a half million pound recall of beef for salmonella is that right did i get those uh, numbers right yeah i believe so because i it was funny I was on my way, like, walking to the bathroom at work, and I saw that pop up on my app, and I, like, screenshotted it and sent it to you, and then I was like, oh, I should probably give her the article, too, so I sent you the link. <laughs> so I was like, this is perfect. I love when this stuff happens because it gives us content for the, for the podcast, but it also, like, enrages me to see this kind of stuff pop up on my phone. Because that's a lot of cows. Yeah, I mean, that's a lot of freaking cows. Like, how many cows had to die to create all of that meat that just got recalled? Yeah, and it's just going to go down the shitter. Literally. Really. Well, maybe, yeah. I mean, I mean what do you do with that? You, do you just, like, burn it? Like, mm, I, don't I don't know. I mean, it definitely becomes some sort of disgusting, festering pile of <laughs> of maggots like literally but yeah what i didn't think of that till just now like what do they do with all that because they they're not gonna like cook it up and like feed it to anybody are they 
I mean, I don't know. Salmonella dies when the meat is cooked to an internal temperature of 160 degrees. So okay. technically, um, you can sell meat that has been infected with salmonella. And in fact, this article by Vox um, that we'll link to in the show notes. And actually, this article says it's 6.9 million pounds. Um, this one was written this morning. And the one that you sent me yesterday was from yesterday, obviously, because it was yesterday. Um, so it has gone up. Um, but yeah, food producers can sell salmonella contaminated meat as long as it's going to be cooked. That must be something that's in the food regulations. Um, I had no idea that that was a thing. Yeah. And I didn't either. And it sounds like an FDA loophole kind of situation to me, but like after doing some quick research with you right before we hopped on here, because that's how we roll. Um, it seems like this is very this this can be a very easy thing for an animal to contract or to spread because it can happen um, like through the air. This thing on the side, though, is interesting uh, because it's saying like usually the FDA does not recall beef and it's usually the company themselves that recall it. Oh, so, I mean, wh- what happened with this recall? Was it the FDA that recalled it? Or no, it was the company um, that recalled it, an Arizona-based meat company. Um, and it's uh, JBS yeah. Tolleson, um, which is actually really close to where I used to live. Tolleson is a suburb of Phoenix. Mm, okay. It's just on the west side. It's on the west side of Phoenix instead of being on the east side of Phoenix, which is where I was at. Oh, God. I need to check my beef now. But I feel like I just bought beef yesterday and I got like the fancy grass fed stuff. So this probably isn't included, but it says. <laughs> yeah, no, you should be fine. Um, farms, natural beef, commoner, perfect choice. Um, oh, Cedar River Farms, natural beef. Oops, I skipped a line. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, gourmet burger at, yeah it's stuff that's sold at walmart and that's where i got my beef so i'll just double check after this oh, and i ate some yeah. last night so but it's cooked so probably fine and i'm always good about how i handled my meat which sounds really <laughs> dirty <laughs> that's the new oh. episode title <laughs> no i'm just kidding because we already had an episode title this week about meat can't make too many meat jokes people might think we have dirty minds oh we do clearly sam does anyways <laughs> and she can't even use the excuse of drinking too much because it's been like a quarter of a beer and i'm but not anyway. drinking today so <laughs> true colors are showing okay and now i'm seeing um oh ready to eat ham has been linked to listerious that is also on here too Oh, yeah. I saw that there was an egg recall this morning also. Um, An egg producer in Alabama is having salmonella issues in their eggs also. So basically, like, there's just a food recall all the freaking time. Um, Where were we going with this? (laughs) So where we're going with that is it kind of just goes back to everything we talk about regarding, you know, knowing where your food comes from, um, handling it properly. And, you know, you need to know where it comes from, even just from the brand. So if you get one of these recalls, you know, you can go and look at it. But this is one of the reasons why I want to move towards, you know, doing my own stuff. But even if you don't, even if you do your own chickens, um, pigs, cows, that doesn't prevent this stuff from happening to your meat and your animals. It's just that you're up close and personal to it in a different way than you are when you get it from the store. Well, and this is where I was going with it. One of the things that I feel like I've said before as well, um, I can't remember which episode it was because I can never remember any of that stuff. Um, But I feel like this was one of the reasons why I decided that I wanted to have a hand in my own food production is because when our food system gets so overblown where like we're getting 6.9 million pounds of beef from one beef producer like that that sort of opens the door to food insecurity Mm. because Mm -hmm. so many people's food is reliant on this one producer and when they have an issue it can cause like a ripple effect in like the beef economy I mean, I have no idea how big the beef economy is, so I don't know whether or not this particular case is going to have an effect. But like, you know, when there's a shortage of ground beef, like ground beef everywhere gets more expensive and six and a half million pounds or six point nine million pounds like that. 
It sounds like a lot of freaking beef. It's a lot of freaking cows. I know. Mm-hmm. And then, like, yeah, it, and it just makes me sad that, you know, that those cows lived their life and then lost their life for, like, no reason. Like, it's not, it's just going to go to waste. And it makes me feel sad inside. Well, and I think maybe this is a glimpse into why some people choose to be vegetarians or vegans. Yeah. I mean, in my lifetime, I haven't noticed a recall that big on beef. So like the 6.9 million pounds was like kind of shocking. Um, And we try to pay attention to stuff like this because, you know, we talk about food and we talk about creating your own food and we talk about all sorts of things on this podcast. Um, But this ties back into like the documentaries that we were talking about. Like, I mean when you're getting your beef from a local producer well so it's less likely that if it is contaminated it would be caught so i think that's one of the reasons why some people are like oh yeah you shouldn't buy your your cows from the amish because you know like you don't know what they're doing with it um but from the same level like yeah i mean if that cow ended up having salmonella like i don't know i cook all of my ground beef all the way through yeah i do prefer my burgers to be medium though Mm-hmm. I like a little pink in my burgers, and I love my steaks to be rare. Oh, yeah. I mean, Same. when I'm eating steak, like, that thing had better move when I stab my fork into it. Or else and if any it. vegans were listening, they have unsubscribed now. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, but I... I TMI I like, on the meat. <laughs> no, I, I'm the same way, though. Um, I'm always, like, medium, you know, medium or rare, um, depending on what I'm eating and when and how I'm feeling, but... Because otherwise it's too no. chewy when you cook a good steak all the way through. But, I mean, that's yes. just my personal preference. Same. Some people just like it to be like a brick, which, you know, to each their own. But I did just do a quick Google. And on the meatinstitute.org, um, a 2013 study says American meat companies produce 25.8 billion pounds of beef. So that was kind of just a drop in the bucket. You know, because oh, that was 2013. Okay. So you're going to, you know, there's, you know, growth there. So it's probably um, gone up since then. But it's still a lot compared to what it would produce over the whole year. Um, I don't think it's that much. It's probably a big deal for that company, though. They probably just took a huge hit with this. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Well, and, you know, so they didn't exactly say, like, where the salmonella came from, like, whether... So my assumption had been that uh, salmonella gets into um, our food system from contaminated equipment. That was Mm -hmm. always the assumption that I had made. But when Sam and I started doing a little bit of research, it just turns out that some animals just carry salmonella bacteria. And it's inside their meat. And there's nothing you can do to get rid of it except cook the meat all the way through. Yeah, and it can be transmitted through fecal matter, um, aerosol transmission in confinement facilities, saliva and nasal secretions, especially in shared waterers. Um, And it can also be in the milk or colostrum. So there are different ways they can get it. And it can also, um, under certain circumstances, if there's a higher level of moisture, temp, and pH... Um, it can show up in their feed um, and it will replicate every 30 minutes. So it would be really hard to pin down where this is coming from um, for that factory. I'm sure they're trying to figure it out so they can, you know, stop it um, so they don't run into this issue again. But for some reason, I didn't even think about salmonella being an, an issue for beef because you always hear it in the news about chicken and, you know, and eggs and the CDC telling us not to hug our chickens and things like that. <laughs> right. Um, don't kiss your chickens or you get salmonella. No, wait, don't eat that cheeseburger. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Meat, just don't touch it. <laughs> like wear gloves, <laughs> wipe down your surfaces, you know, all that fun stuff. Bleach so. all the things. Yeah. No, but I... don't use bleach because it's bad for you and like right. you're bringing it in and it'll kill you. Yeah. I mean... We can't. You're damned if you do, damned if you don't. Um, I'm finding that that's just the nature of life. um, Yes. (laughs) Which is uh, very, very much disappointing my my (laughs) optimism. I have a very steadfast optimism. I always think the best of everything. uh, And I'm starting to feel a little worn down lately. Oh. 
Am I rubbing off on you, Bev? <laughs> Maybe just a little. I'm not rubbing off on you. You're not seeing no. sunshine and rainbows everywhere. Well, Come on. No, no. But I mean, I, I have been trying to be like more charitable in my thinking, as you put it. Um, oh, okay. With some stuff that I've, you know, have to been dealing with in my life lately. Um, and trying to, you know, take a personal inventory of like what's going on inside of me and am I projecting things on people before, you know, usually coming to the conclusion that it's not me and it's them anyways. But I'm trying to, you know, work through that process in my head more often. (laughs) (laughs) Well, back to Salmonella. Yeah. Um, So I wanted to share something that I thought was really interesting, though. Um, And I think this is part of what makes... um, like the local producers of me have a leg up on, you know, just like buying your ground beef or your steak and whatnot at the grocery store. So salmonella doesn't live outside of its host animal very well. Um, oops, I lost my spot. Sorry. Um So it can survive for four to five years in the water, soil, and dust um, in areas around the farm. But when you freeze the meat down to negative four degrees, 85% of the salmonella bacteria dies in two days. Oh, wow. And my deep freeze is set at negative 10. So, or I have two deep freezes. Both deep freezes are set at negative 10. So if we ended up with a whole cow that was infected with salmonella, 85% of the bacteria would have been killed by being in our deep freezer. Which are pretty good odds. And I mean, hopefully the 15% that survived are in the ground beef because I'm going to cook the shit out of that. (laughs) (laughs) Cook the shit out of it. I want to figure out what they're going to do with all that beef. Are you trying to Google it? Yeah. Yeah, it's not going to tell me. Nope, it's not. They don't want you to know. They don't want me to know. No, I wonder if they'll just like grind it up and put it in as like an animal byproduct and something. Well, maybe they'll freeze it to negative four degrees and then re-release it. And then retest it because it could still be there. There's still a 15% chance, Bev, that it could have it even Mm. after the deep freeze. That's very true. That is like a little, that's even worse than like, I'm not even going to go there. I was going to say something really bad. (laughs) Are you saying that that was worse than condoms? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We know each other too well. But then I realized, like, my mother is probably listening to this now because I taught her how to subscribe to podcasts. (laughs) Oh, well, sorry, Mom. (laughs) That's all right. We don't have to go into any detail about that. But, yeah, I mean, condoms are 88% effective. Freezing your ground beef to negative 4 degrees is only 85% effective. Like, I don't know. It's just the math. I'm the accountant. Salmonella, childbirth, STDs. It's all the same, right? (laughs) Not really. Nope, not even close. I mean, hand washing will only help one of those things. So, well, yeah, right. (laughs) Wash your hands after handling meat. Well, and I think one of the things that was so shocking about this outbreak as well is I believe that the salmonella bacteria that they're finding is resistant to antibiotics. Oh, I feel like I read that somewhere. Um, Unfortunately, I can't tell you where exactly because I read multiple articles about this. Hmm. I mean, I'll correct myself next week if I was totally wrong on that. <laughs> I mean, but it would make sense, though, right? To me, it makes sense. It says multi-drug re- resistant salmonella, but that's 2014. Oh, okay. But I think that's an interesting thing for us to continue to dig into because, oh, yeah, I'm seeing multiple or, you know, articles coming out from the cdc and other places about that so i don't think you're wrong oh here we go interesting thing for us to dig into though okay i found it um it says uh it tells you the most common symptoms of salmonella poisoning are diarrhea fever abdominal cramps which usually come on between 12 and 72 hours of eating contaminated food most people get better within a week and don't need any treatment but the antibiotic resistant strain salmonella newport implicated in the current outbreak is more difficult to treat and more likely to cause hospitalizations and death oh so yeah that was what was so big about this outbreak was not only was it such a large amount of beef well which was really just a drop in the bucket when you talk about like a whole country um production um but it's also the strain of salmonella that is more difficult to treat yes so check your meat yeah check it good (laughs) 
I could have made another condom joke there, but I'll just let it lie. That's all right. That sounded pretty good. Let's talk about pumpkin (laughs) cheese. Oh, yeah. So I was scrolling through Facebook and I saw an article on Pop Sugar that there is um, pumpkin spice cheese available at Costco's in Canada. So if we have any Canadian listeners that can run to Costco and try the pumpkin spice cheese, that would be great because the article author said that it's freaking awful. And I can only imagine that I would have to agree with them. I don't think I would like pumpkin spice cheese. Yeah, I don't think I would like pumpkin spice cheese either. And I'm saying that as someone who literally just got done making brunch for her family and I made pumpkin pancakes this morning. Because I got to go to Trader Joe's and I love their boxed pumpkin spice pancake mix. I mean, Mm -hmm. I make them from scratch too, but Trader Joe's boxed stuff is pretty good in my opinion. Trader Joe's tangent. Um, But you sent me that picture of the pumpkin spice cheese, and I literally wrote back, what the F? Like, that can't possibly be real, (laughs) because that sounds disgusting. (laughs) Well, the whole pumpkin spice thing is just out of control. And this is coming from the girl that bought, you know, pumpkin spice creamer yesterday from the store, because I've been trying to cut back on, like, my artificial creamer type things. But I was like, you know what? Like, this only happens for a couple months out of the year. And this is, like, I went through one small bottle last month. I'll, I'll, you know, do one small bottle this month, and it'll be fine. And, you know, probably another one next month. But I'm not, like, chugging it, you know, straight yeah, up. Yeah, no, you only like use, that. like, a little bit inside your coffee. But yes, I made a pumpkin spice coffee syrup yesterday how did you do that i made the simple syrup so um it's two cups of white sugar a half a cup of brown sugar a tablespoon of pumpkin pie spice which is something that i mix together myself also it's cinnamon uh nutmeg cloves and ginger super easy you can google a recipe (sighs) for pumpkin pie spice um i threw in three cinnamon sticks and a teaspoon of vanilla and two and a half cups of water and I boiled it until it boiled down into like a syrupy consistency that made enough for two 16 ounce um, mason jars full so I have 32 ounces of pumpkin spice coffee syrup inside my refrigerator right now (laughs) which is a little much um, but that's all right Um, I made it because I got really excited because yesterday I ordered myself an espresso maker with the milk frother so that I can make my own lattes at home (gasps) Um, I had been holding out, I'll get to share, this is probably something that's a little better for the BS, but I don't know, it's a good life lesson, so maybe other people can learn something from this. So 2014 Bev decided it would be a good idea to back this super cool coffee maker on Kickstarter called The Arist. Um, you can still go find it on Kickstarter if you want to. You can't find it anymore and you can't fund it anymore or anything like that. Um, but, um, it turns out that the whole thing was a big scam. So I've been trying to get my money back from it. And so far, I haven't been successful. But I mean, that was four years ago. So I mean, the moral of the story is if you see something that appears to be too good to be true on Kickstarter, chances are it is. Oh, my goodness. But it was supposed to be this coffee maker that worked from a cell phone app. And I mean, this is 2014. They were talking about this. Um, You could tell it to make your morning latte before you got out of bed. Because it had all of the components built into it to keep the milk cold and like, you know, froth the milk for you. And it was basically like a barista in like this little tiny coffee machine. They had like a prototype of it and showed how it worked and everything. So I was like totally sold on it. And I backed the Kickstarter and I haven't gotten it yet. And I've been holding out on getting an espresso maker because I was positive they were going to follow through and I was going to get my damn coffee maker. Well, I've given up. Um, my spirit has been crushed by this. Uh, I bought myself a Mr. Coffee latte maker. It was like 199 bucks on Amazon. Uh, it'll be worth it though, because, um, in fact, I'll link to it in the show notes in case anybody else wants to check it out. (laughs) I live so far from a coffee place that every time I was going into town, I was getting fancy coffee. Well, that like really starts to add up when you're going into town four times a week like I am because I'm doing like physical therapy and going to the chiropractor and running the kids to appointments and whatnot. I'm like, oh, yeah. I don't get to town that often. So I'm going to treat myself to this latte. Well, it turns out I'm going to town an awful lot. So I can't do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so really like it'll pay for itself within a month. 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. Less. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it should totally pay for itself, at least within a month or two, um, which will be worthwhile. But it'll be so nice to just wake up in the morning and make a latte at home. So I'll share how that goes. I was hoping I would be holding one of those and getting to tell that story at the beginning of the episode. But they delivered the machine like right before I sat down to start recording. So I haven't even gotten no. to play with it yet. It's still in the box and I'm not going to get to because uh, <sighs> what time is it? In 15 minutes, I have to start um, brushing my hair and putting on makeup and throw a dress on and run out the door. <laughs> Superwoman. <laughs> and I made so you, my family but- brunch today and planted a tree. I you think sometimes I'm just, uh, I'm very optimistic about the number of things I can get done in a day. <laughs> well, you know what I did this morning? I uh, sat on the couch. Well, I slept in until like nine and then I woke up and it was raining a ton. Like a freaking, what do they call it when it rains a lot? Like a monsoon. Oh, That's yeah. What it was like when I woke up. So I laid there for a while and then we went and moved to the living room and I made coffee and then we started watching WWE Showdown, Superstar Showdown, because it started at 5 a.m. this morning in Australia. Oh, my god! By gosh. the time I woke up, it was done. So we started watching that. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, shit, I have to go record podcast. And then I realized my computer was being weird. And then my recording chair wasn't in my office because I've been sitting at the table <laughs> with it all week. So I'm like running back and forth like, yeah, Sam hasn't brushed her teeth or anything today. And she's drinking beer because it's Saturday and... Who cares? So Bev's Saturday and Sam's Saturday have looked very different. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the weather here is nice, so I get to go out and do things. And there, we talked about the weather this episode. We, like, hit all the things just in, like, weird order. I know. We did. Look at us go. (laughs) We'll look back at this episode and we'll just laugh at ourselves. Um, But I hope you guys enjoyed it. Thanks for listening. (laughs) Yeah. This is We Drink and We Farm Things, and I'm Sam. And I'm Bev. And uh, make sure you join our, uh, or follow us rather, on Instagram at Drink and Farm. And you can use hashtag Drink and Farm. And we will feature two pictures a week, one on Tuesday, one on Thursday. The only rule is that you drink and farm safely. Please and thank you. Yeah, so far everybody's been following that rule. So I'm yeah. excited. And I love seeing your guys' Drink and Farm photos. Um, just as long as you're using it correctly. So yeah. keep hashtagging those things that you're doing when you're drinking and you're farming things please yes. and thanks we want to see your drink and farm lifestyle and it's okay if you drink coffee or water and that's in the picture because you're consuming some kind of beverage so that counts too yeah that totally counts we'll drink farm and, and give, give zero, zero clucks. clucks bye guys bye <laughs>